Just a couple of boys from WA. But if you're not, that's okay. It's the Mitchell and Michael Show. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Thank you for downloading. Uh, we've got some interesting uh, chats ahead. We don't understand cricket and the test final. Yeah, because cricket season is coming to an end, but Australia's might be ending even sooner because there is a new world test match. We're also going to find out that uh, buying home brand might actually be not as bad as you think, but also worse than what you think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Better for you. It all just comes down to that. Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But uh, look, we also found some ancient uh, adult toys, but we'll kick it off with the biggest headlines. We'll make fun of them with Ben Hahab. Politics, crime, sport, finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. (laughs) It's Up Early with Ben Harvey. Michael Ross. Give me those headlines. One of the biggest power couples in WA sport is about to make their uh, alliance official with Perth Glories, Natasha Rigby and Fremantle docker Angelique Stannett announcing that they are engaged. Uh, Fortunately, they will be able to invite all of the fans. They just need all 17 to RSVP. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A naked man has been seen uh, clinging to the side of a horse float What? (laughs) And has been arrested after being spotted going for a ride on a Queensland highway But I'm not spending any more time on it Because every six months a person gets ripped to shreds by a crocodile Yeah, Bob Catter Yep Uh, Uh, But no, the man will uh, be sworn into Parliament soon uh, the mum of an AFL star has uh, called into a radio show to make startling claims yeah. that her son's career was ruined by a drug incident at Collingwood. The club revealed she's just confused. Their teeth falling out the club has nothing to do with drugs. Nice. <laughs> Although, is that why Collingwood people have no teeth? That's, is it the myth? That's the implication. Or, yeah. Or is it the punchy punch? It's not the punchy punch. No, no, no. <laughs> Australia are doing terribly in their tour of India in the cricket. How's that? How's that? Rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> it's war. And uh, it could cost them big time. If the series is a total whitewash, if they lose all matches, they've lost two of the four so far, they will be knocked out of the World Test Championship final. As it currently stands, it will be Australia and India. Have you? This has only happened once before so far, uh-huh. the World Test Championship. Uh, two teams go to England to play one match, like on neutral turf, yeah. to win like it's a cricket stump with a ball on the end and it looks like a big mace, like a oh, big yeah. scepter, and you win that and it's like gold. Uh, it's a cool idea. I was all for it. Until I kind of learnt the way the system works. Is it... Do they call it the exam? Because it's like the ultimate test? That's what they should do. Get in touch with them, mate. They bloody need your help. Now, (laughs) you would think that in, like, third spot on... So, think of it this way. 136 points for Australia, 123 points for India. England have 124 points. But they're not in second. You go, okay, well, they were deducted 12 points. Is that the problem there? No, but India have been deducted five points, so they've been penalised too. So India, uh, India's in second, but England, with more points, is not in third or, or even ahead of them. They're in fifth because it's based on percentage of points, like okay. possible points. Because England played 22 test matches, yeah. 
they've only picked up 46.9% of the possible points they could have had. Okay. So in third place, the team that could replace Australia is Sri Lanka. Really? <laughs> because Sri Lanka have only played 10 tests and they won five of them and drew one. So they're at 53.33% of possible points. So I feel that this system could easily just be abused. So if you just like the Netherlands, you could play like one test yep. and be like, yep, we're good. You only s- schedule one at a time. When you win it, stop. Yeah. And there you go. <laughs> then you're like, oh, we won? 100% of points. But what does it even matter? Because we're going to get to the end and it's just going to be like whoever can draw the most or whoever can be like rained out the most. I, wonder, I do wonder how will that, because it's only one match, it's not a series, yeah. it's one game. How do you go about that? Like, you, you couldn't have a draw. Does the game just keep going? Like, do you, do you have more innings? I don't understand. Like a like nine-day test. Yeah, I have questions around this. Like, because you need a result, you couldn't draw. You couldn't draw that. That'd be silly. Yeah. But it would also be the most test cricket in the, the world. The most cricket thing ever. Yeah. So maybe you get extra points if you can. Draw. Yeah. Russ, we head on over to our own. And we're not talking about the fall of Rome, we're talking about the rise of Rome, because a 2,000-year-old wooden object initially thought to be a tool has been reassessed by archaeologists who believe it may have been used as an adult toy. Oh. That is right. Where might that be, Roman? (laughs) Oh. Hello. Uh, The 6.8. Five-inch wooden object is smooth at both ends. One of the only clues experts had about uh, what it might have been used for uh, is... So, basically, like, that is what has made them think that it is perhaps an adult pleasurable item. Does it look like one? Yeah, I mean, but don't most things? Uh, I mean, it's true. It's like, it's pretty... It's a pretty simple shape mm. that that we've got going on. Yeah. Uh, so it could be, like, it could be a a small club, like a kosh. <laughs> like, like, some do say. Uh, what do you What do you think, mate? Um, hang on. Did you say it was wooden? Yeah. But what about like splinters? Oh, I'm sure it's like. I'm sure like, it's like that would be a genuine worry, wouldn't it? Sure, it's like shaved down a little bit. Like, but is it? You know, did they? Does it look like it's had a nice varnish on it or anything like that? No, really. I'll show you, dear. It's very... um, It's got like a little groove that gives it the look of like a... um, You know. Yeah. So where do we... (laughs) What are your thoughts on it? (laughs) Were you about to say, where do you sit on that? (laughs) I was. (laughs) I've got a new game for you. Uh, all about WikiHow. Oh, yeah. I was thinking you're calling it like How Now? How Now Brown Cow? I don't have a great name for it yet, but I feel like this should be uh, the opener. Bop, bop. Can you your and do the Why? Uh, because that's instructional. So oh, okay, uh, point gotcha. your fingers and do the twist. A lot of the Wiggles songs are actually instructional. Mm. Uh, a lot of kids' songs are. So because I'm going to give you the instructions on how to do something, you have to figure out what WikiHow is trying to teach us. What are they telling oh. us to do? So first one. So approach the other person carefully. Smile and say some caring words or compliments. Make sure that they are ready 
and expecting this. <gasps> it can be awkward if you come up and do this out of the blue, mm. especially in the city. These often occur at celebratory events like birthday parties, can I, graduations. Can I guess? You may guess. Is it a hug? How to hug? Correct, it is how to hug. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, the less guesses is like golf. Yeah. So, yeah, you had one guess there. Yeah. So, great start. All right. Next one. <laughs> Before and after caring for a wound, you should do this. Before and after preparing or eating food. Before and after caring for someone who is sick. Make sure to spend at least 20 seconds. Is it wash your hands? It is wash your hands. <laughs> Great. All right. Final one. Third one for this morning. So, make sure you do this at least once per day and dry your body thoroughly. Trim excess hair to help stop bacteria growth. Apply deodorant and antiperspirant. Wear clean, breathable or moisture-wicking clothing. Put on antibacterial socks. Change your diet and lifestyle, eliminating spicy or strong-smelling food from your diet. Cut seafood out of your diet. Drink water. Avoid smoking or drinking alcohol. Hmm. Try meditation or yoga. I feel like you're going to time out if you don't have a guess. Okay. Get medical care. <laughs> How to be healthy? Oh, no. How to pick up women. <laughs> no, but it might, it might help what they're teaching you. Uh, talk to your doctor... If this changes, how to see a doctor if natural products don't help manage this. How to stop smelling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was how, how to manage body odor. So what do you think? What do you think of this, of this great new game? We need a name for it. We need something catchy and snappy, yeah. but I think it's got legs. I really think this has got legs. No, same. Clean legs. <laughs> Ross, uh, we're talking football. Uh, Specifically, specifically touchdowns, because Mark Holden, uh, you might remember this uh, classic from Australian TV. Cheering. I just want to get the awkward moment. This is the very first time. Touchdown! Very awkward. Uh, Mark Holden uh, is apparently upset because Australian Idol has brought back the touchdown without him. I, I'm fully on his side. Ugh, flag on the play. What? Like? <laughs> does he? I guess. I guess Australian Idol owns it. Sure, they do. Sure. Yeah. Of course they do. To the letter of the law. Mm. Of course they would. But. Doesn't mean you should use it. Yeah. You know? It'd be like if Carrie Bigmore was like, say hello to your mum for me. Yeah. Like, it's like Rove Ro owns the project. Yeah. You know? Or if Samuel Johnson was like, do yourself a favour. Yeah, because yeah, I'm sure, well, actually, ABC probably owns that, but Channel 7 did the show. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's like, it doesn't matter who 
who made it. He's the one who said it. Like, what's next? Like, Harry Connick Jr. coming out in blackface? Like, just because Channel 7 owns that, just because they did it, he can't do that. It's time for all you little bin chickens to dive into Michael's Bargain Bin. Join the Facebook group, Michael's Bargain Bin, to brag and boast about all your bargain finds. And boast I shall this morning, as I picked up some great deals yesterday. At the back end, though, I have a gripe. I have a real bone to pick with the supermarkets. But first up, let's get to the deals. I scored myself some turkey mints. was $6.50. Now just four fifty five. That's oh, nice. That's all right. That's all right. It's all right. But we're, st- we're standing alone. We're building, mate. We're building. We go up to the Harvey Beef Chunky Beef and Caramelised Onion Pie. Was $17. Now $6.80. Nice. There we go. Yes. And uh, I threw in a little treat for me wife. Uh, it is a Paul's, like the I want milk that tastes like real milk Paul's. Yeah. Uh, violet crumble, like yogurt. Yeah. Dollar uh, thirty-five was three dollars. So say the dollar sixty-five. So all up there, twenty-four dollars eighty worth of value mm-hmm. for just twelve dollars seventy. Not bad. That's pretty damn good. That's pretty good. And with that turkey mince, I was like, oh, you know what I'm going to do with this? Going to make some delicious chili. Put it in the bin. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm going to make some chili with this. So I go and get the staples, the cheap stuff. This is what I like to do. I make cheap meals with my cheap food. So I go and get a tin of tomatoes and a tin of beans. And I'm appalled to find out that even after everything, we yeah. had the ups and downs of COVID. They had restrictions on how many things you could get with a can. We've had petrol go up from like a dollar fifty to like a dollar eighty. But the tins of tomato and beans have gone from eighty cents a can to a dollar ten. Really? Which is an increase of thirty seven percent. Petrol's Ooh. only gone up twenty percent. What are you doing, supermarkets? You're trying to destroy us? Sure. You're hitting the staples as well? Not happy with the beans, are you? That's terrible. A near, a near 40% increase mm. on any other item, we'd be rioting in the streets. It's true. But Cost- because it's only still $1.10, we're like, they're trying to slide that one past us. I'm not going to bloody stand for it. It's also like canned beans. And unless you live in like the medieval times, like you've, no one has that. What do you mean? Canned beans are a staple, mate. Mm. Tins of tomatoes, canned beans. These are the cheap things. These are the good food stuff that you can keep in your pantry for yonks. All the preppers would be would be so mad right now that all their canned goods. Maybe that's 37% why. Seven percent. Maybe the shops are like, we're sick of you hanging on to this for twenty years. We want you to buy fresh beans. Like, so you keep going Who's back. buying fresh beans? I don't know. No one's can buying fresh beans. Can you even buy fresh can beans? Can you buy fresh kidney beans? I don't think so. And Matt Mitchell and Michael, and joining us on the line now, as he loves to for a, well, not so cheap anymore Tuesday, it's the one and only Molly Fool himself, Scott Phillips. Guys, good day. It's not, uh, not that cheap anymore. I've got to find something off maybe slightly less expensive Tuesday. Is it hard when you go to restaurants to not get the caviar anymore? <laughs> Mate, I'm only, I can only have one plate these days. It's tragic. <laughs> you have that two, three, four plates of caviar. Only one. It's like things are getting rough. Oh, mate, we are like, all, yeah. we're all feeling just, it. 
I know, I've, yeah, one bottle of Bolly. It's you know things are <laughs> things are really difficult. These I've I've tried to Grange more often than not. I've got to put the French champagne away. Just you know, Grange only during the weekend. Yeah, for Bolly for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were a man who has never touched home brand. I would think in his life. Uh, oh, you guys have a horrible expectation of me. I've uh, I've got plenty in the cupboard just quietly. Well. Is this actually what everyone has to do at the moment, or is it the wrong way to go? No, certainly what we're doing. So here's the thing: I used to work for food companies. And I, I can't tell you exactly the details. So probably still there's probably some non-disclosure agreement somewhere. But uh, a lot of the private label stuff you buy is just. Oftentimes, the relabeled version of the branded stuff, in at least two occasions I've personally been uh, involved in, they simply cop the same product, put a different label on it, and put it out as the Woolies or the Coles version of the thing they were making. Or at least often, and particularly think, I think about Aldi, right? Aldi's entirely private label, entirely home brand, and they are often as good or better than the branded product. So I reckon people should have been doing it already. There's a bit of snobbishness. I mean, we joke about the caviar and bolly and stuff. Like, you know, if, if it tastes good, eat it, right? Particularly the stuff, think about flour and sugar. If you're paying twice the price for branded sugar or branded flour when you can get the home brand stuff, which is literally exactly the same thing, or at least so close you couldn't tell the difference. Um, that is just giving, you know, money away for free. And we like to do it because it makes us feel better. And some of us have that snobbish thing about home brand just being people who can't afford other. But uh, if you, <laughs> just generally, as I said, but particularly now with prices going up, it makes sense. And Coles out today saying they have seen an increase of 12% in sales of their home brand products. People are trading down to those things from the premium brands and also uh, things like cheaper cuts of meat and that kind of stuff. So we're, you know, we're still spending up mm. big when it comes to retail sales, but at least it seems Coles and Woolies are telling us we are making some different decisions when it comes to stocking the pantry. That's why I put steaks through the self-serve checkout as mixed nuts. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but so I've, I've read somewhere, you'd have this information then, uh, is part of the deal of Coles having certain brands for sale is that they that brand gives Coles like that product for them to have as yep. home brand? Yeah, definitely, definitely part of it. Again, sometimes not, not always the same product, but the private label contract can be tied up with the purchase of, of the branded product. Again, Coles will use every bit of leverage they can over their suppliers and say, hey, we want this and this and this. And in fact, as I said, in one of those situations I mentioned, that's exactly what the supermarket told the company I was working for. They said, we want your product as our home. That was the only option. You know, we, we presented them with a couple of different varieties, a couple of different flavors and different, uh, you know, we, obviously if you're selling it cheap, you want to make it cheaper. Now, so this company had gone through and said, oh, okay, we'll do it this way. We'll put less of this in it, more of that in it, whatever else it was. And, uh, and they ended up saying, no, if you want the contract. Here's the other thing. The food manufacturers are desperate for these private label contracts because they want to put them through the factories. If, you, if you're trying to make a, as much profit as you can, you've got a factory sitting there. If it's not running 24-7, then you're losing money. And so they, they want those contracts. They'll do it for effectively break-even just to keep the factories going, keep the lights on, keep the, the machines turning over. And so, yeah, at the end of the day, this company said to Woolies, we really, really want to supply your home brand. And Woolies said, well, if you want the deal, here's what you have to do. You have to give us exactly the same product with our label on it. And the company said, well, I guess, okay, fine. I didn't want to. But that was the choice of their way or the highway. And uh, Woolies and Coles have that power. So that's interesting because we're told the, mm. the reason to go not for the home brand, we're sort of told from an ethical point of view that you should support, say, say it's the dairy farmers, you shouldn't right, buy right. the home brand milk. Is that actually even true? So it depends, right? If there's no demand at all for those home brand products, then the supermarkets won't sell them. And so, yeah, everyone will buy a branded product instead. 
So I, I think it's absolutely true that if you said to any of these companies, would you like to sell 20% your brand, 80% home brand or the other way around, they'd always rather sell more of their brand than the home brand. Because at the end of the day, I said they want factory throughput, whatever, whether you're a farm, you want to sell all your milk. If you're a manufacturing business, you want to keep the, the factory turning over. They would much rather sell their branded product for sure. So yes, it's true. Um, if you want to support the farmers, generally they will make more money from the branded product than the, the private label. But they also know if they don't provide the private label, someone else will. So it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a double-edged sword. Uh, but the other thing, unfortunately, for the rest of us is how much, how far does the budget stretch, right? And who do, who do you support and who don't you? Um, you want to support the dairy farmers? Then for sure, go and buy their brand of product and maybe find a, a dairy close to you, work out who owns it maybe or where the milk's supplied from and do that. But the other side of the coin is you also want things to be cheaper, right? And so... What do you do? Do you, do you buy the, you know, even, even the simple, you know, woolly sell Italian tomatoes imported for half the price of the Ardmona stuff that comes in, uh, you know, from, from Victoria, for example. Uh, you know, do you do you pay double and cut back on something else, or do you buy the cheap stuff so you can afford to pay the pay the electricity bill, the petrol bill, all that kind of stuff? It's it's a really really difficult choice. We all know what we'd like to do given the options, but when money's tight, sometimes you got to make those compromises. I will be saving the money. I have no space in my bank account for ethics. It does not go in. <laughs> you can't do ethics, can you, really? <laughs> Scott Phillips of The Motley Fool. If you want more of Scott, make sure you grab the listener app and go for The Motley Fool podcast or The Good Oil. No, but, but we have our own Motley Fool product. Uh, it will be the same. <laughs> With three M's at the beginning, right? <laughs> Thanks, mate. If you enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review and share with your mates.